0: Ahsoka, looks like they're about to jump. Sorry
1: you can't make the trip. That's oh, all right. Jason's too young to travel between galaxies. Hera, I'll find them. I promise. May the Force be with you.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Wampa's Lair Podcast. This is episode number 545, The Music of Ahsoka. I'm, as always, your host, Jason Hunt, and we're part of the Thunderclap Podcast Network. I'm joined, as always, by the Grand Admiral Thrawn and Balin Skull to my Morgan Elsbeth. We've got Carl LeClaire and Ashton Sherritt. Oh, Jason, so good
1: to be here. Uh, but Ashton's the guest, so I'm going to let him decide whether he wants to be Thrawn or Balin.
2: Oh, see that I was going to ask who is who is Thrawn, who is Balin here? Oh man! <laughs> I mean, I, I, I figured you were going <laughs> to. Maybe I'll choose Balin here. I feel That's like it's true. I feel like I could, I could not live up to the Thrawn role,
1: so. That seems like Carl's territory, right? <laughs> I, I was gonna say that. I feel like you'd be the better throng just because uh, uh, you're so. I mean, you're you're such a calculated musician, you know. <laughs>
2: oh, man, in mega imposter syndrome setting in right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, Ashton! We're so glad that you're uh, taking the time to join us. You've been busy over on both instagram and i know you've also been building up your youtube channel um before we dive into this episode all about the the music of ahsoka could you just give us a you know the cliff the cliff notes version of what your kind of musical endeavors are these days um around star wars music
2: yeah oh man um cliff notes version so Really, my my biggest thing is uh, trying to bridge the gap between theory and harmony, and and as complex as that world of things can be, and the reason why we all musicians and non musicians alike love the Star Wars soundtrack, Um, and of course, you know, I, I dive into other soundtracks as well, you know, but Star Wars is obviously you know the the main thing. So that's kind of my goal with um all the content that I will put out there is trying to like bridge that gap a little more um make you know try to break down why we love the things we love about the Star Wars soundtracks
1: man and it's so it's so fun listening to you do it you're I mean you're so stinking smart uh you've got like you know you and I have had some fun conversations about how difficult it is to Uh, put everything down into like 60 second clips so
0: that that was going to be my my comment is like i'm always impressed how much information you're able to squeeze into an instagram reel or a youtube short like it's
2: a struggle it is seriously (laughs) a struggle i love the challenge but wow it's tough guys
1: so thank you that means a lot thank you no i'm uh, I, I, and we're excited because you get like 60 minutes as opposed to 60 seconds this time. So, I mean, like (laughs) I'm no mathematician, but that's a dramatic, uh, dramatic shift in time.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's an incredible shift in time. It feels, yeah, it feels good to not have that like to not start talking about things with that ceiling already in mind, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, you know, we, we, uh, we got to chat with you a bit before hitting record, which was great. And, uh, you know, you shared a little bit about your own, like, where your own musical knowledge comes from. Um, I just wanted to give you a moment just to share with folks listening. Like, we're so excited to have you on because, again, Jason and I have talked about this over the years all the time. Whenever we talk Star Wars music, we love talking it. But neither one of us have any formal training whatsoever in music. Nope. Um, nice. And I know, well, Ashton, I- you're the the type of person who's like, anybody can talk about music, which is true but some people just know more <laughs> and uh, <laughs> because you know nope. you, you go ahead Jason
0: yeah yeah we can all say like i love this because it makes me feel this and it, and it sounds like this uh which is great but you can also tell us technically why it's made that way and what the technical side of the feelings are that we're feeling really are in in terms of the music and the score itself so mm we appreciate that. So yeah. What, yeah. Where'd you learn?
2: (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah. I mean, music has been a part of my life um, from the beginning. And, and I I would say specifically the star Wars soundtracks have been a part of my life, you know, since, since I was a kid. Um, So, you know, it's just ingrained into me, you know um, but academically, I I, um, went to school for music, I went to school for jazz studies, specifically um, trumpet was my primary instrument. And, you know, I I would write, um, you know, combo charts and big band charts and things. So I got my hands into composing and arranging and and, um, that side of things. But it was strictly, you know, in the jazz idiom. So I, I didn't go to school to, you know, studying orchestral music, or, or film scoring or anything like that. Um, but that was always there in the background for me. I, I would always, uh, like I would, like I was telling Carl earlier, I, I would always share these little Easter eggs and nuggets of, of fun, you know, from the star Wars scores, um, or just things that I love, you know, to with friends, um, um, you know, so that's, that's always been, you know, something that I enjoy talking about. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where I went to school and, um, you know, since college it's just been a lot of you know performing or, or writing um, my own stuff, you know, really. So, yeah, I, I know just enough to be dangerous. We'll put it <laughs> that way. <laughs>
0: well, well, we're mm. glad to have you on. Yeah. Uh, and and Carl, do we want to kick it off with the Wampaser questions, or should we yeah. dive into the music first?
1: Let's no. Let's, let's let folks uh, who are who are part of the the Larian community get to know Ashton just a little bit better by uh, letting, I, I, I asking. Wow, it's like I've never spoken before, guys. I'm sorry, <laughs> Ashton. We have some questions we love to ask uh, first time guests, so both Jason and I can get to know you a little bit better, as well as the folks uh, choosing to to listen to today. Um, so, Ashton, favorite question to always ask a new Star Wars friend is, "What's your favorite Star Wars movie?"
2: I love this question so much. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite Star Wars movie. Is the Phantom Menace? Yes, and, I love that answer so much. And this is the year twenty-five year anniversary. Yeah, I could not be more happy. Just seeing all of the love for Episode One um, just makes my heart happy. So yeah, that that is my favorite Star Wars film. Um, I, I say that with a passion.
1: <laughs> oh man, how ex- I imagine you are pretty damn elated with the news we got for May the third.
2: I I cannot wait. Um, I also don't remember the last time I've been to the theater um, mm. you know, with with a two year old. The past two years, mm. yeah, I yeah. definitely have not been to the theaters. So, <laughs> so um, I'll I'll have to make this one happen for sure. yeah
0: the theaters opened back up, but Ashton was not in the seats. Yeah, <laughs> no. no, I was at home.
1: <laughs> oh man, oh. that's oh that's awesome. If if you I'm gonna this will be a really challenging question. Just as a follow up, then. If you could put into one to three sentences, now I feel like I'm a teacher, um, but in a very, very short. I mean, hey, you're used to doing things short, Ashton. Give me the the one to three sentence reason why *Phantom Menace* is your favorite.
2: Mm. Okay. Now this part where I pause and think, I cut this. I cut this part out of my videos. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a peek behind the curtain, y'all. We are. We're gonna let you. Uh, hear the 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 cranks turning for Ashton.
2: Yeah, the process. Um, okay. This uh, a short sentence. Wow! 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 All right, I'll tell you the things that I love the most about the Phantom Menace. The, these are the things that um, make me love it the most. So, the soundtrack. Mm. It is my favorite soundtrack. Some people might think this is crazy. It is my favorite soundtrack of all of the star wars soundtracks um you know which is which is saying a lot john williams obviously all this stuff is gold but Star Wars episode one has this sound uh gosh yeah i I could go on and on obviously (laughs) yes (laughs) um so yeah that um i love annie i love little anakin skywalker i love jar jar i love the worlds we get um yeah that i'll leave it there we could get into like the the cg and like just the revolutionary aspect
1: of the phantom menace but we'll we'll leave it there (laughs) i love it um and then jason you want to ask ashton our next question
0: sure the the next one we like to ask uh sort of a follow-up is is who is your favorite star wars character
2: yeah um I, I, yeah I
0: we're hitting you with the easy ones first <laughs> oh
2: man it gets harder from here okay um oh shoot um so i i go back and forth between uh, honestly between anakin and obi-wan um whenever i was younger it absolutely was anakin like that was my guy now that i'm older i um i tend to go with obi-wan as my answer more more often than not so we'll, nice. we'll, we'll go with kenobi for this one
1: nice um, excellent and then our and then our last one before we, we dive into the music. Having you on as a guest, we have to ask what is your favorite piece of Star Wars music?
2: Yes. Okay. My favorite piece of Star Wars music is Anakin's theme. Yes. Oh, I, so good. I absolutely adore that theme. It um it makes me emotional and just yeah, in a lot of different ways. You know, a lot of different reasons why I love it, but that's that's the one for sure.
0: Such a beautiful I, piece of music. I love all of these answers. Uh, so yes, the, there you go, folks. That's uh, a peek behind the curtain at yeah. Ashton, uh, the Star Wars fan. So, <laughs> yes. um, and then I think we should uh, we could, should pick up the music thread and uh, wander our way a bit far from. The Phantom Menace, all the way to the other end of the Star Wars universe, and land in Ahsoka. So, Carl, where where do we want to start with with all of the the fantastic music that we have in Ahsoka?
1: I mean, I think the best place to start actually is just remembering the Ahsoka theme, and you know, Ashton, we're we're excited having you on here because, I mean, lots of reasons, but you just you know music so well and. While the Ahsoka theme is really only used kind of later into the series, to my recollection, I thought it would be um, worthwhile, though, just to remember the Ahsoka theme that Kevin Kiner first gave us in, um, you know, the uh, the cartoon for uh, Clone Wars. So, you know, what is your what is kind of your just overall assessment of this piece of music, Ashton?
2: I, I think it's absolutely beautiful. It's so emotionally captivating um and you know like like any beautiful theme you know like like across the stars for example that one is so beautiful but it's it's in a minor key right Ahsoka's theme is primarily in a minor key and that's what gives it that kind of um you know uh, emotional weight I guess you could say so yeah I mean um Ahsoka throughout the Clone Wars um whenever we're getting her theme, um, and, and in rebels as well, pretty much. I mean, the, the very first note, um, is the minor third of, of the key that we're in, which, which would be like a minor key. And the minor third, um, of the key is, you know, right off the bat, you can tell it it's, it's minor. So that's a, a very, I would say distinct, um, harmonic evaluation of her theme um, is just, you know, that somber tonality that it has. Um, and, and it kind of stays there. Like it really doesn't feel in terms of like minor versus major and things like we don't get a major, like uplifting part of her theme. Like it's pretty solidly minor, um, mm. and somber and, and emotional. So I think that's pretty unique to, Ahsoka's theme um, compared to like, say, Sabine's theme, uh, which kind of oscillates between minor and major, uh, which I, I talked about in, in Sabine's breakdown. But yeah, that's that's my... Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's my and, takeaway. <laughs> and, and that does make Ahsoka a bit unique in terms of just the Star Wars heroes musically in general, right? Because I, right. I, I imagine most of the their themes are major Am I correct
2: yeah, and yeah, yeah, and if they're not, then there is some kind of a hopeful element to it, you know, so mm-hmm. like like the force theme um, that has a it, it, force theme is in a minor key, but it has a hopeful element to it um, which I, if I, you know I, I, it'd be cool to like sit here and play piano for you guys but <laughs> but um. It's um, yeah. I, I, there, there's a hopeful element to it. We'll, we'll just <laughs> we'll leave, we'll leave it there without getting too technical. Um, so that kind of you know will bring us through those themes that we associate with the light side of the force or with with our heroes. Um, but yeah, Ahsoka's theme is really pretty heavily just somber, just minor. You know?
1: Mm. Yeah, I I never really paid attention to that particular aspect of it i think um you know the the rendition i played a second ago and i apologize for all the little random sounds in the background i was trying to find like that big statement of it from the end of the show (laughs) um which to me like feels like that's in the major key right yes so
2: here's what's just the absolute best part of the ahsoka show is is we get this right here we get Ahsoka's theme, but reharmonized in a major key instead of a minor key, and it just—it just creates just the most. What would you say? I, I guess like triumphant feeling for Ahsoka. You know, like you, we've all been through the evolution of Ahsoka and like where everything that she's been through. So to hear her theme reharmonized in this way is just so moving and um, so triumphant um, we do so we, we kind of get a sneak peek of this um, you know major key reharmonization we, we kind of get that um, at the end of season two of rebels um, for a brief moment like like oh, we do that's get true yeah wow. we, we do get her theme that you know starting out in a major key um, but very quickly, it, it all goes back to just like a bunch of minor chords. Mm. Um, um, specifically, when Hera sees Canaan, right, um, like, like blind and everything. So, um, it, you know, it, it's a very quick, um, powerful. You know, I, I think, I think the main reason they did that because um, it wasn't necessarily a triumphant you know, season finale, right? It was a pretty dark (laughs) dark finale, right? So I I don't think they were doing it in in the triumphant sense that we hear in Ahsoka. I think it was more just supposed to be, you know, powerful, um, because it's Mm -hmm. a very powerful sound. But yeah, in, uh, you know, Kevin Kiner uses that, he he takes that to the next level. And and it's not just used for power, it's used for, it's used, you know, for a triumphant reason. So Mm. yeah, it's just... That whole epilogue part two for Ahsoka is just
0: beautiful. Uh, I will say it's my favorite statement of her theme in all of Star Wars. Like, uh, it was, uh, it, it pulls at my heart and it, it makes me so happy for her uh, because she's been through so much crap uh, <laughs> from the Clone Wars to Rebels uh, and, and, you know, even in, in her own show. Uh, so it's really nice to have sort of like a she's gonna be okay moment from the soundtrack uh, <laughs> for her. Yeah, so, yeah, it's,
2: yeah, even just within the season itself, like we, yeah. we get her like subdued, melancholy, you know, demeanor. And then by the end of it, you know, they're, I mean, they're stuck on Paridia, but she still has that like you know triumphant feeling that like reassured feeling it just yeah the closure is there you know so totally totally
1: yeah it's uh, i yeah uh, and it what what was i found really interesting is that we don't really hear her theme um in its fullness really until kind of the end of the show like you were just talking about right that that end where it's it's pl- finally played in this major key Um, I mean, sort of similar to what, uh, JJ asked John Williams to do with, uh, the Ben solo theme, right? Take Kylo's theme, but just invert it. Um, but, uh, but that said, I think the next piece of music we should definitely talk about is the actual, like the end credit piece of music from the show. Um, because Ashton, I know you've, you've done, I think a couple of breakdowns around this. Um, and, uh, yeah i mean there's a whole bunch going on here it's something about the way it starts here with these strings i don't know it just it it gives it a game of thrones feel to me i don't know
0: growling cellos that's your new band name everybody (laughs) growling cellos um but no (laughs) i love it so much so yeah Yeah.
1: um
2: yeah there's this darkness to it you know this um kind of we're going into battle um vibe know a little bit militaristic in a way, just articulation wise. So yeah, I mean this, you know, this is not a socus theme that we're familiar with. This is a totally different theme, but it, it's a socus theme in the show. And so this is, you know, this is the theme that she, and this right here that's playing, that's mm. Sabine's theme. Right. And so we kind of get this intertwining of, Ahsoka's demeanor, I would say, at the beginning of the show, um, this un- that undercurrent of the cellos, right? The bum, 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 bum. We get that continuing with Sabine's theme on top. So there's this undercurrent of Ahsoka throughout everything that's going on in the show, um, you know, including Sabine's character arc. Um, yeah, so I-, I mean, that I, I think it Perfectly demonstrates where Ahsoka is at, like emotionally and, and psychologically. I think that's a, a you know a great musical representation of that. And you're right; we don't hear the Ahsoka theme we're familiar with until you know she chooses to live. Really, mm-hmm. um, so it's pretty cool to hear her come back to life in, in a sense.
0: Yeah. yeah. And one of the things I will say about this piece of music and and the credit sequence in general is really smartly done i will say uh and i didn't it didn't fully click until i'd finished the series and was watching it again when i was like no this tells the whole story of the season at the end of every episode yes like the, the whole time it's been here the whole time the music the visuals everything it takes us on the journey that we go every at the end of every single episode and it's like it's it's been it's almost like the force uh giving us a little road map if we care to notice the whole the whole time it's it's really cool the way it it just sort of buttresses everything and supports the narrative that we're we're going on in the story uh while at the same time just being some epic music that i was never able to turn off or skip ahead uh, with I will say so yeah.
2: yeah it's it's an earworm, you know it's an instantly instantly recognizable, so yeah they they knocked it out of the park with this one
1: yeah, yeah. i uh i mean I, I, like I was saying a moment ago, uh, first time I saw it i was it wasn't like a little jarring I was like, oh, why is this game of Thrones now?' Um, and there was just something about the the tonality of it, and obviously those visuals right it 's very invocative of the kind of opening sequence of each season of Game of Thrones mm-hmm. um, and I think again, while it, like, it was kind of an initial like whoa what's what 's this <laughs> right kind of it 's new um, but then it was i, I and now i 'm seeing it in even in cooler light, thanks to you, Ashton is I kind of came to this point of like, oh well, this is Dave Filoni being very mythical with his storytelling, and Game of Thrones is very mythical. Um, so, um, I, I bumped into an old friend this past week when I was out in LA for work, who I hadn't seen in years, and um, he we got we got to talk about Ahsoka for a while. And one of the things he really he didn't really care for with Ahsoka um, was he felt that it was a little too fantastical. Um, and, Mm. um, but I just, I totally disagreed with him because he, he's a huge fan of Andor. Um, and that's a show, uh, I'm not particularly nuts about again, totally get, uh, the brilliance of that show. It's just not my cup of star Wars tea. Um, I like the more fantastical, wonderful side of star Wars. And I feel like Ahsoka is very much doing that. And I think this piece of music is also doing that. Um, you know there yeah. there is something very fairy tale like about it as well
2: yeah no t- absolutely that that's perfect Fa- fairy tale esque is, def- you know, f- is definitely, you know fantasy esque is definitely so some some of the better um descriptors for this theme yeah and and it was jarring for me too you know um mm. you know especially so used to all of the soundtracks that we've had it was jarring for me as well, but you know this is so is Ahsoka you know like we mm, kind mm. of don't we didn't know like, like she was an unfamiliar person to us like we we know Ahsoka obviously but like who is this person right now you know like wow she's so removed and in, in, in down in things and like reserved and wow like what's going on you know so yeah it, it was it was so appropriate to have this kind of jarring theme because um, you know seeing Ahsoka in this chronological sense, like if in in this new light, uh, was
1: jarring as well. So it it matches. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's so good. I love that piece. (laughs) Um, you know, like you said, Jason, um, every time I watch this, this show, uh, and, and the closing credits come up, I I never skip them. They're just so Mm -hmm. good. They're so fun. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, If, but If you skip them, then you're a terrible, terrible person. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, um,
2: <laughs> you must be a Sith. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Actually, absolutely. Yeah, no,
1: Jason must be the Sith. He's the one dealing in those absolutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, speaking of Sith that aren't Sith and also aren't Jedi, we get a really cool motif for Balin. Um oh, man. And uh, I I would hesitate to call it a theme. Now, Ashton, you can probably correct me if in fact it is that. Um, But I feel like this is more of a motif motif similar to what we get for Kylo Ren. Um, But man, is it cool. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So eerie. It really really is.
0: Yeah. I love this theme much. Yeah, chef's kiss. Uh, <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah, wh- what's going on here, Ashton? Tell us. Tell us what they're doing.
0: So,
2: here, let, let me think for a second. Again, you don't see this in my breakdown, so I cut this part out. Well, <laughs> while, while you're thinking, yeah. I'll,
0: I'll kind of give my my kind of thoughts on, on how it makes me think about Balin as a character, mm. um, because, it, and I believe you said this in your breakdown, is that it's it's always descending. Uh, you know, series of no of three no or, or three chords or whatever they are, um, <laughs> three something, <but laughs> three things. It's a descending. It's a trilogy step. of something. <laughs> yeah, it's a trap. Um, but uh, what it what it tells me is that it, it it hits us immediately is that he was a Jedi, but he has fallen from the light. Um, and the fall is still happening. Uh, because as we get further and further and further, um, and I think it's this, is this Balin's plans, uh, Carl? Yep. The, yeah. The that's track? the track yeah. I was playing from. It's yeah. in, it's in this piece in particular that I was listening, you know, when I was listening to the soundtrack and going, no, this is, he's not only has he fallen from the light now, but he is starting to fall into madness is what it feels like to me. Like a madness of his own. It, it's not like insanity, uh, of, you know, like, like like a a cheesy villain of some sort but there is a madness to him he's you know he's has delusions of grandeur uh that that he thinks he is able to restart everything basically is what it feels is what we get implied in his plans and and so the as he gets closer to whatever it is that he's after the madness is, takes deeper and deeper hold and he is just descending every, every time, every step he gets closer is a further descent into whatever this madness is that has taken hold of him, that has made him fall from the light as, as a Jedi of old. So. Uh, yes.
2: I, I love that analysis because yes, absolutely. In, because in addition yes. In, Because yes. In addition to that, um, what's so cool and this is they they use this technique consistently in these ways so so the descending line that we just heard it's it's in the same octave right there so so ba-da-da. that's all in the same octave just descending right that is used whenever Balin is kind of you know calmer he's whenever he's talking primarily, um, you know, primarily to Shin really when we're hearing it. Um, So, so we, we get it in the same octave there, right? Which is, you know, it's, it's a low register theme. What's crazy is that every time that Balin is adrenaline filled, right? Or like fighting with his lightsaber or, or anything along those lines, we get his theme separated by octave. we get, but then the last note is an octave lower you know and so we get this this rift between those bits of his theme um separated by octave and we hear that for the very first time in the very first scene of Balin, whenever they're you know um massacring all of the all of the you know troopers on that ship Mm -hmm. Uh, we get that you know fantastic piano rendition of his theme it's separated by Octave there. It's separated by Octave when he's wailing on Ahsoka after she, you know, hurts Shin. Um so that is very cool. And and what I think they're kind of telling us with that is, you know, not only is he descending into darkness, but he's also there there is as cool and collected as as his lightsaber stances are and everything, like whenever you know, he has that ability to unleash himself in maybe a chaotic way, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or, or maybe he knows what he's doing with that, and he's you know kind of like Mace Windu can harness parts of the dark side for his, you know, his thing. You know, maybe that's kind of what Balin's doing with all that. I, I'm not sure, but I think it is telling us that there is this, you know, chaotic side to Balin. Um, and I think that's part of the madness that you were kind of describing Mm -hmm. so that's really cool um
0: i'm sorry i i i think in word pictures sometimes and listening to you talk about all that made me think like his soul is cracked like yeah yeah
2: yeah. exactly Exactly.
0: and and the music is telling us that there's there's a crack in his soul and and it's when he gets angry or intense it it exacerbates that Mm-hmm. Oh, uh,
2: and I think I know the reason for that. I think the reason ties back to Darth Vader, Darth Vader kind of haunts Balin in a way. Right. Um, yeah. Mm. And so what's so cool is in that, re- in those renditions where there's a separation of octave, we get a chord change. Um, um, you know, it, it's like, bum bum boom. Ba, 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 right. And then the chord underneath changes for the, you know, whenever the phrase repeats, the, the chord underneath changes to the, what's, you know, this is getting super technical. I'm so sorry, everyone. Don't be. <laughs> to, the, to the flat six of the key that we're in. And that is an identical harmonic motion that's used a lot in, in um, Vader's theme itself. Mm. So, so that kind of undercurrent that's that's kind of um, you know that that kind of changes the the harmony of Balin's theme while it's separated by octave I think I think that I, I think that's why it ties all the way back to Vader you know I think whenever he's whenever soul is cracking like this you know it's almost like he's yeah I mean I guess just haunted by Vader running from Vader but inevitably you know acting like him in in, in certain Mm -hmm. instances. So that's my, uh, yeah, that's my takeaway.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's, I I just love this motif and, you know, uh, really appreciate what you just said there, (laughs) Ashton. I don't have a whole lot to add. Um, The, the first instance where I really kind of noticed it and it stood out to me is um, this is from the track do it. And it's when um, he's essentially tempting Sabine in a way, I mean, it's 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 very Star Wars with its temptation scene, right? Um, but there's a little bit more of a sinisterness to it right here. Um, but I just I just it, what is that instrument it's being played on there, though the. the um,
2: so it's a, it's a mixture of things. There's um, at least from what I can hear. I don't know yeah. the scores or anything, but absolutely, it's the very bottom of the piano you know like okay. that's in there yeah so just like those nasty low notes that like are just so um muddled you know mm-hmm. those are definitely in there then we have a synthesizer a very low register synthesizer playing um and i i'm pretty sure there's either cello or bass uh you know um s- strings um down there as well so all playing in unison but you know, you know the lower registers of their instruments but th- those are the three instrument groups that i that i hear
1: cool yeah um i mean i think just for me my my big takeaway of it is there's just something really oh just deep about it right i mean it it, it matches the the pitch of his you know of even of his voice you know there's kind of this 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 rich deepness to it. i've you know i compared it in the opening, the very opening scene, when he first says his first words, it just has a very similar timbre to Qui-Gon's voice. Um, mm-hmm. And there's just something deep and rich to it. But in this moment, his his motif is kind of used in a very um, kind of like hammering way. Like it's 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 hammering down. Um, Absolutely. yeah. It's
2: like a, a weight that he's forcing onto Sabine, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. this gravity, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And we'll notice there though, that it's, it's in the same octave. There's not a separation of octave there. So he's, he knows what he's doing. He's,
0: mm-hmm. he's in control.
2: He, he's in absolute control of
1: the situation there. So I love that a lot. Yeah. And you know, it almost, there's something about it as well. That gives me, you know, that, that, Quick clip I just played a moment ago, you know, it almost has like, they're not pots and pans, but there's almost like these pots and pans type feeling to it. There's something very yeah. metallic about it. And I and I was just thinking this in light of what you're saying, Ashton, is, is uh, there's something weighted about it. I mean, he's also on a quest as well, right? You know, our heroes are on a quest, but so is Balin. And maybe, in fact, Balin's quest, you know, you attached his theme to a little bit of what's going on with Vader's music. Jason, you said kind of the same thing, right? Like he's he's noticing uh, the failure of Anakin in becoming Darth Vader. So it's almost as if Balin is on this quest himself and it's this this thing that's taxing his soul. But he has to fix what the chosen one failed to do, Um, which I just think is is
0: really, really cool. Yeah, except he he has no idea that Anakin actually finished what he started, uh, or doesn't care. Uh, one right. or the other. So,
2: yeah, like two two like yeah like there's no redemption for Anakin Skywalker in Balin's point of view. Yeah, I, yeah. I think mm-hmm. if he does know about the events at the end of Return of the Jedi, that's exactly what Balin would would feel like. Um, which kind of. Um, I don't know if you had like more you wanted to get into Balin, but one thing I want to mention before I forget is the very end of the Ahsoka show where we have Balin on the statue. Right? Spoiler alert. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, So that that iteration of Balin's theme is so interesting. There is so much going on here. There, There is like this delicate aspect. You know, we have these strings, beautiful strings. Sweeping string is playing Balin's theme, which we have not heard that before. We have the piano playing, like, you know, kind of arpeggiating the chords that are happening.
0: Like a lullaby.
2: Yeah, very
1: lullaby-esque. Ah, um, uh, Shen's theme. Oh, sorry. Yes. I'm trying to find the moment you're talking about.
2: It's right after this. Oh, it is right, right after Shin's okay. Yeah. Thank you. Here it is. Separated by octave here.
1: Mm, that's a lower octave that goes into, right? Oh, and then higher. So yeah, so we have the first two notes, the ba,
2: the ba ba, in the higher register, and then ba, you know, that third note, just kind of droning in that in the octave lower. So, the, which is the same technique that's used in all of the other instances where there's a separation of octave. It's the first two notes in the higher octave, the last note pounded in the lo- in the, you know, lower octave. So that same kind of, you know, unhinged, I guess we could say, Balin theme is playing here with, you know, accompanied by all of this delicate and emotional and lullaby-esque instrumentation. So it's just a very just yeah, well-rounded and interesting and complex. Balin theme, so
1: yeah, that's that's worth pointing out too. Yeah, glad you did. (laughs) You know, and uh, Jason and I, for one, probably our combined favorite character on the show was probably Balin. (laughs) Um, Me too, me too. (laughs) And uh, he was just he was just so compelling, and there's still so many questions I have. And right, obviously, I think we all can continue to just say how sad it is that we've obviously lost. um, uh, Oh my gosh. Ray Stevenson. Thank Ray you. Stevenson. Ray Stevenson. Yeah. Um, but I, I, for one, just really hope they recast. And, and and I, not because I want him to be erased, but because I also, I would imagine, I'm sure he doesn't really care wherever he is now, but, um, but at the same time, right? Like he really did something beautiful with this character and the story was just starting. So I, I just hope that we yeah. continue to get that story and, you know, whoever, whoever is tasked with taking that on, will obviously have big shoes to fill, but um, I think, you know, we need more of that story. And on that point you were making about this kind of final statement of it, again, there is something very fairy tale esque about this, right? There is mm-hmm. it's something I appreciated so much about the show is that we kind of have these parallel journeys of masters and apprentices. You know, mm-hmm. you have, you have the, the, the kind of rough dynamic for the f- top of the show between Ahsoka and Sabine, whereas um, Shin and Balin are totally in sync um until they part ways what because i mean he ultimately comes to the conclusion of we are on separate quests you know this is he's almost ben kenobi in the death star there you know your path lies along a different one than mine keep that eyeliner game strong though um i'm (laughs) on my way (laughs) you know so (laughs) um but yeah 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 yeah
2: yeah and shin's theme if if I can mention this, please, really quick. yeah, um, yeah.
1: I didn't even. This is how stupid I am, Ash. I didn't even know she had one. Oh man! Zoom. So I'm so glad you are saying this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shin's theme
2: is here. Hold on. I think I just here. I think Zoom. Oh yeah, Carl, you're unmuted on Zoom. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. Sorry. Sorry. I was like thank you. I was I hearing myself be. twice. No, yeah, my Sorry. bad. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Um, so so um. Oh yeah, so Shin's theme, she, her theme is so cool. So it it, it plays really well into Balin's theme, but it's it's a lot different as well. Her theme is a lot more um, exploratory. So instead of like a constant descending motion that um, that Balin's has, hers kind of jumps around a bit, you know, um, melodically. So
1: is this yeah, hers? This is her theme. And that the 80s synth in there Oof. it's very stranger things
2: <laughs> so what I love is that that's the only time or the first time I should say that we hear Shin's theme played with brass which mm. was a, a heavily used instrument for Balin's theme um so the, the rest of the you know prior to that event where she's you know kind of lighting her lightsaber you know on top of the hill there um the rest of the season for shin her theme is played solely by voices like a choir Oh, and so yes and so whenever we're hearing her theme right here played with brass it's because she's her own master now really you know Mm. like she you know that that element that was so prevalent in balin's theme is now was used for shin's theme like she's she has leveled up, in other words. So, that is a really cool, just like a musical evolution for Shin's theme. Um, and one thing that I really, really love about her theme is, especially whenever it's played with the with the choir, is how mm. similar it is to the Youngling theme we get in Episode Two. It, you know, in the in the oh, Youngling room. Yes. Oh, you guys and everyone listening, you have to listen to shin's theme played with like the choir and then go listen to that youngling track
1: where um, real quick. Do you know where I, cause obviously I didn't even realize she had a theme. <laughs> um, um, is there a place or is, can you think of a track where um, I can grab a sample with the choir? Yeah,
2: if, if you look at, uh, bandits, isn't there, I think there's a track called. I IC see bandits.
1: IC, I see bandits. Okay. Yes. That's in volume two, right? Yes. Should Sorry, everybody to... listening that we are. Putting pieces it's, together. Okay. Yeah, this is on the fly. <laughs> on the fly. <laughs> yeah. We'll do it live. Um, okay. I see bandits. Let me let me just hold on a second. Let me find that track. Here it is, okay. Um all right. Well, now I gotta find it within this two and a half minutes. So, so yeah, I I don't know. Well there's know obviously um, that's Balin. That's Balin.
2: Yeah, you can skip around a bit. Maybe like try a minute in and-
1: Oh, here. Is this it? There we go. Yeah.
2: This is Shin's theme. The same exact think we heard with the brass, you know, during Epilogue Part 2 or Part 1.
1: That's really cool. So, yeah. Yeah. And then just for kicks, then, Ashton, since you said it, uh, let me just quickly uh, grab this piece right here. Hmm. Um, let me just. Nope. Nope. Where did I go too yeah, far? Coming up right no. here. No. Yeah, here it is from Attack of the Clones.
2: Hmm. Um, can you go to the beginning of this yeah. section? Because it, it's the. Here we go. Yeah. Right here.
0: That's eerie.
2: So you hear that motion that like you know, like that descending interval back up and then higher and then and then lower. Like that same intervallic motion is Shin's theme. Here's that
1: here so here's Shin.
0: That's eerie. That's, oh, that's so, so cool. cool right.
2: <laughs> but you know, it, she's, she's an apprentice. Like I, you know, who knows how young she was during the prequels. Right. Like, not sure, but you know, we, we've all, I think we've all seen that um, concept art or artwork um, of, of a younger Balin holding a young yeah. child shin. Right. Like, you know, just that image is what I, whenever I made that realization, that that connection to the youngling theme, um, you know, that image just, uh, you know, obviously is perfect, but yeah, I mean, you know, the youngling theme we hear in episode two is, is in a major bright and shiny tonality, you know, and, and Shin's theme is like the dark minor variation of, of that basically. So that is just such a cool similarity. I love that.
1: Yeah, that's so cool. I'd love that you noticed that. That's so cool. Yeah. I wouldn't have had a clue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's the best all right well we've got we've still got a few more pieces to to run through here um so (laughs) let's 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 keep let's keep let's keep the the flow going here um one of my uh, this is my favorite new piece of music in the ahsoka score and i don't have an official title for it other than i just call it like the adventure theme the call to adventure theme Mm. um and, the journey, Yeah, the journey, whatever you want to call it. But to me, it's like it's yeah, it's, it's kind of like our, our hero journey theme of, of the Ahsoka series. And we first hear it um, right after Sabine has cracked the code. She's opened the map she, and it projects out into the galaxy and she runs out onto the balcony. And this piece of music just swells. And so the first time we hear it, it's in the track studying the orb and uh, mm. it goes like this.
0: so good (laughs) Uh, (laughs) oh i wish you could see the chills we all got listening to that
2: (laughs) yeah oh man i don't even know what to say besides how epic i mean yeah oh yeah
1: yeah. how would you how would you classify this piece uh ashton like again like every time you hear it it's kind of as the adventure's about to get underway again. Um, and yeah. So mm. what do you think? It's not it's, played
0: a lot though. It's a, but only no. like a couple of specific moments, right. this one. And then of course the, the big one is the hyperspace jump, but it's, um, it's
1: played once before the hyperspace jump in the same episode though. And it's really cool. So uh, I'll play the piece. It's, it's from the track listening to the force and it's when mm, Ahsoka yeah. is using the force to, uh, Kind of ba- basically uh, listen back on the conversation that Sabine had with uh, um, with Balin, but yeah. Then Ahsoka notices up in the distance the Pergil uh, flying through the through the atmosphere, and then she right as the she notices, yeah, right as she notices them, we uh, we hear this coming on the music a little bit more harp though. seems a little bit more brassy too. I don't know. Maybe, uh, the theme itself is coming more into its sense of self. Who, who knows? Ashton, you're the smart one here. No, that's, that's,
2: that's spot on. I, I would say to me, what this theme means is that we're getting closer to something, you Mm. know, and and not sure like if it's bad or good, you know, but it's something intense and something epic. And, and that's kind of the, the, how I would classify it is, is we're getting closer to something. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, we do hear it kind of intensify, uh, as the season goes on because yeah, we're, we're getting closer to something. So that's my, you know, takeaway. Mm.
0: Yeah. And I, I love this, this piece because it, it, it really, you know, we're getting closer to something. It's, it's signaling the next step of the journey for sure. It's propelling us forward into whatever is coming next. Uh, but it does so in a hopeful and an elevating way it's 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 taking us up to whatever is next it's not we're not necessary we're not sure what it is but we're not trepidatious we're not worried it's like no this is good we don't know what's out there but we know this is good and we know we need to do this um and i my notes i wrote it, it's it's Hopeful and elevating us towards the heavens, literally. Yeah. Um. You know. Yeah. So it, because every time it's playing, they're looking up or they're going, you know, into hyperspace or something. It's it's literally taking us into the stars, and I love it. Uh, it, it, Carl, I'm with you. That this theme, the and particularly the the hyperspace jump mm-hmm. track is my favorite of the entire soundtrack. Yeah. Uh. It, it hands down, no questions asked. Um, yeah. So,
1: yeah. And just to, to kind of just boogie right off what you were saying, Jason, that's exactly what I love about this. Again, just that, that the constant ascent of, of notation, right. You know, uh, Ashton, Raya, You noted how Balan's theme is kind of this descent, but this, this theme is one of ascent. And, you know, I love that connection you made, Jason, both to, to the actual visuals that are also coinciding with this piece is, this is looking out to something beyond yourself. And I think this is one of my favorite themes of the Ahsoka show. Um, While I don't think the show is perfect, nothing in Star Wars is besides Empire Strikes Back. Um, And (laughs) sorry, I always say that. But um, uh, (laughs) that said, I mean, I think what I love so much about the show, though, is it is a story about characters finding faith again. Um, And I think specifically for Ahsoka, it's finding faith in the Force and finding faith within herself again. And I think that's what this theme really captures to me is it's this ascent into something transcendent. Um, You know, it's something to take you outside of the limitations that have kept, kind of kept you hemmed in right when was Sabine first here is it it's her kind of living in this weird self-imposed isolation she's still very much grieving the loss of her rebels family she's having a hard time finding her way back in and then boom she finds something to break free of that and it's the same with Ahsoka she's finally had this deep connection with the force she's healed a bit from her trauma with Anakin and boom now she's finally able to break free of the things feeling like they were constraining her from not teaching other Jedi. Um, So, right. It's, it's to me, it's just, it's the most powerful piece in the show because it's all about breaking beyond. Um, And like you said, Jason shooting for the stars.
2: (laughs) I could not say it any better. That was, that was awesome.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, I think uh, the last, the last big theme I can think of um, again, I, unless Ashton, you can tell me if I'm missing one. Cause I obviously miss Shin.
0: Oh, Shin. I'm so sorry.
1: Um, <laughs> but, uh, we would be, we, Carl, Carl
0: yeah. will be doing penance, uh, for that. Uh, yeah. For that, I know um, to, for a long time.
1: So, <laughs> you know, for, uh, for Christians tomorrow is the start of Lent. Well, the only penance I'll be doing all of Lent is for the fact that I didn't know Shin's theme. <laughs> so <laughs> I will be <laughs> repenting of that for the next 40 days. Um, so, <laughs> Um, But uh, that said, you know, we would be absolutely remiss not to mention another big theme um, being brought into the show. And that is, of course, for our other big mysterious baddie, uh, a Mr. Thrawn. imagine a bunch of radicals ta- uh, shouting Thrawn <laughs> right yes <laughs> um, but yeah uh, I'll just say my quick sense about this and and then be quiet for for our expert to share more um, I think what just grabs me about the piece is there's something very vampire like about it with the way that the, they're using this the um, the keyboard the synth just there's something very like oh it's Dracula um, it, it just and, and in a lot of ways you know if you think the galaxy at large assumes thrawn is dead but he's not he's back from the dead just like dracula right mm-hmm. um so th- so there's something very draconian about this uh that uh, that i appreciate
2: yeah and that's so funny because that is literally this is on um, my list i of course i have a list of breakdowns to do uh, <laughs> yes to do. um in in literally what you just described and what you just said literally is m- exactly my thoughts on Thrawn's scene. Like I have no other like thing to say, like harmonically, like there's, you know, it's epic. Right. But, yeah. but the storytelling aspect of it was going to be my angle for breaking down this theme for Thrawn. Um, that's literally like word for word, my thoughts on it. So
1: thank you. Uh, I was just using the force like Ahsoka actually to steal that from you, Ashton. I apologize. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Oh man.
0: Uh, it's it's really awesome. I, I love this theme. It's so great and it's so powerful and strong, especially in in you know the the Thrawn arrives track. But for whatever reason, and I don't know why, but I was when I was preparing for this episode and re listening to it, my favorite statement, my favorite throne use of the Thrawn theme, is from the track another is coming, because I felt like that was the the stuff that was going on inside his head. Like the rest of it is like his presentation and what everyone else is seeing. But like the another is coming. It's just it's everything that's inside his head and it's it's methodical and it's measured, but it has bursts of overwhelming force. And that's Thrawn like he's measured, methodical and has bursts of overwhelming force uh in order to to achieve his goals. And I love it. So um
2: that's sick. I I have not checked that one out, and um, yeah, I have some homework to do. Thank you.
0: Yeah, it, it it's it's just the organ sort of playing quietly, and, and it's mm-hmm. it's very similar to the Thrawn theme that we get in Rebels. And I went back and re-listened to that in you know getting ready for this episode. And one of the things I noticed about the Thrawn theme in Rebels versus the Thrawn uh, theme in Ahsoka is Rebels is slower. It's mm. slower, it's more measured, it's more planned out, if you will. Yes. And so it feels like Thrawn is losing is running out of time mm. when we're here in Ahsoka. And he feels like he's running out of time. Which is why things are a little more sloppy yes. than they otherwise would be. I love that. That's so cool,
1: Jason. Yeah, it's there's an urgency to him that uh yeah. that he never really had in Rebels and you know so much of so much about his character in this show is shown that he's learned from his mistakes that he made with rebels and jedi right there's so much that's going on for him and 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 no wonder the urgency picks up and you know Jason that that particular motif that's kind of going there it, it the the track Thrawn's arrival i mean it's essentially how it starts i i love this on the organ right here it's oh. yeah it's like, Take me to church, as Hosier says.
0: It's <laughs> just <laughs> oh, so cool. Can you just imagine sitting in a giant auditorium with a hype organ built into the this is the, the walls there, and hearing this live. Like that would be insane. Oh. I just want to put that out there right oh, now. Oh, Man, I yeah. So I know some. I know yes. some organ players in my
1: life. I'm gonna. Get, task them with something cool, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's so cool. Um, I, I, uh, I love this piece of music for him and yeah. Uh, what, what do you think of it, Ashton? Uh,
2: yeah. I mean, you, you guys have summed it up so well. <laughs> um, well, yeah,
0: thank you.
1: Yeah.
2: Thank you. I mean, the, yeah, that's one thing with my breakdowns is like, you know, some people, um, give recommendations and things and and you know it's like just we're all dorking out like, just like you said earlier like we can all talk about music you know it doesn't have to be music theory nerds or like you know uh prodigies or something like we can all music is a universal language you know so like we can mm-hmm. all connect and and hear what the music is saying even though we don't know harmonically what's happening right so you guys nailed it on the head excellent
0: yeah yeah it tells <laughs> yeah. a story and especially in when these shows and star wars is expert at it is the music helps tell the story not not only helps tell the story but it tells the story in its own way uh alongside the visuals and and if you can tap into the narrative that the music is giving us it's that's all you need so yeah yeah exactly
1: well, to close to close things down here, just quick questions for each of you. Um, we won't have won't have a ton of time to dive deeply into them if they've not been talked about yet. But I do want to know um, and we're going to start with you, Jason. Do you have a favorite musical moment in the show? So this isn't just thinking about the soundtrack in isolation, but in the show itself. Do you have a favorite musical moment?
0: The hyperspace jump sequence. Okay. Um, which is my favorite track on the soundtrack. And part of why that moment in the show is my favorite is because of the music. Sure. Um, Like everything, everything that is built up in that episode, the episode is so intense and so stressful and so epic that when we finally get this release of things are finally going right, it's it's a much needed breath of fresh air and it's just so hopeful and exciting and it's the first time we get to see that playful uh sense of wonder in ahsoka again uh you know since she's you know because she's been so dour uh, up until her rebirth uh that I, I can't help but but fall in love with that moment and like i said it, part of it is because of the music and that's why favorite track favorite musical moment overlap for me with the hyperspace jump, uh, at the end of episode five. So,
1: yeah. And you know, um, well, that, that's, that's awesome. I'll have more to say in a moment. Um, but, uh, what about for you, Ashton, do you have a favorite musical moment in the show?
2: I do. I have, I have two and I can't decipher for myself, which one is is top. So I'll just briefly mention both. One is the Balin, uh, you know Balin on the statue i mm. love that sequence especially you know just everything that's going on for for Balin there you know especially him being you know one of my favorite characters um so that's one the other one which is tied for first for me is the moment that we see anakin's force ghost on paridia mm. um that just small little moment with just that I think it's like three seconds or four seconds of just like the chimes that are playing or like the bells (laughs) that are playing. And it's, it's a, it's a major version of the Vader theme. Oh. So instead of bum, 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 they're playing bum, 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 bum. And yeah, it's so, it's just such a beautiful closure, like, moment for Anakin. I mean, the, the scene itself is, is glorious, but that just, that, just those bells playing that is just, I've never heard a major, um, you know, a, a variation of Vader's theme in a major tonality before. And, um, but well, besides the end of, you know, um, Anakin's theme where we get, where we get it there, but, but the notes changing, but still, it's still being Vader's theme, but just re totally reharmonized it's just beautiful. Um, the closure that we, we all needed and wanted. So yeah, those those are my two, uh, the
1: the top two for me. That's so cool. I love that. And, uh, I'll have to, I'm going to, I'll do some quick fishing. I obviously didn't collect everybody's things beforehand. So my apologies folks for some of the last minute trying to grab things off the score here. Um, but because I had mine queued up, because in fact I already knew it beforehand, (laughs) (laughs) um, (laughs) Uh, it, my, my favorite musical moment is uh, when I feel like this is almost a cheat because it's not a new theme for Ahsoka it's the force theme but the way that it's used when um, Jason is hearing the lightsaber duel and he calls Hera over um, and it's off the track I can feel it and it's just, yeah so this is really cool it's a trumpet that's a trumpet I think <laughs> yeah um, and then uh, I love how it's used here. I love these. I don't know what those instruments are called, Ashton. You probably do. There's (laughs) something about them that just sounds very like, I mean, it sounds like a flute of some kind or maybe a piccolo. I don't know. Um, But there's just something really beautiful and innocent about its tonality, right? Like Mm -hmm. we've all heard the force theme a million times. But again, this is the brilliance of John Williams storytelling with music. And obviously Kevin Kiner has studied and said that in that school, I just feel like his way of using the force theme here is it's, it's the force pointing at Jason, uh, Sandula here. It's this young person is so open to the force that it flows into his mother from him. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's so beautiful and innocent. And I, and I love that statement of it here in the, here in the show.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. It's like if we could visually see what the force looks like surrounding Jason there, Mm. it's like, you know, it's like, that's what the music is doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's like giving it's yeah. that rep- representation
1: of what the force sounds like during this sequence. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's awesome. And then last question, and it's mostly going to be for you, Ashton, because Jason's already said his, his response several <laughs> times, uh, which, which is your favorite track off the soundtrack. And obviously there's two volumes, but if you have to pick one across them, so I'm with you, Jason Hi- hyperspace jump is also my favorite track from the score. The only reason I didn't give it to my favorite musical moment was because like I almost appreciate it more in its own like it's so good in that moment but when I when I heard the force theme and watched that scene I like teared right up. I was like this is so beautiful. Um but this whole fifth episode hits you so many times with beautiful stuff. But I mean I used <laughs> I used this as the clip to bring us into the show on purpose because uh I really wanted it to to elicit the fact that it's a beautiful piece of music and I think what I love about it too is the way it's used to kind of close out episode five. It's very similar in style to the type of music closing out episode five of the Skywalker saga, which is it's this, this closing moment of, of the love. It's the Han and Leia theme being played in a very beautiful way, giving us this sense of hope that even though the story didn't go the way we were hoping for or expecting, love will keep it alive and it's almost like this this heroic journey that our characters are still embarking upon like it will keep everything alive like there's still hope alive
2: absolutely yeah no that's that's beautiful um i for me i think that my favorite track is the is epilogue part two mm. um, i think that's like a lot of people's favorite track um it's just so good just so epic um yeah. and, and we get that little like anakin thing in there too so right yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. fair enough so good well you know oh my gosh this conversation has been awesome and I know there's still so much more we could easily talk about um but uh but we want to be, be be respectful of our guests and uh and and uh, everybody listening and give you something quick and this is this is like Ashton shorts but like at large. So, um, (laughs) so, uh, Ashton, if folks want to follow your, you know, follow these breakdowns you've been doing, how can folks, uh, follow along with all your adventures?
2: Yeah. Um, so, um, so on Instagram, um, you can just, um, type in my first and last name, Ashton, share it, um, two R's and two T's, uh, for the last name, but yeah, at at Ashton share it on Instagram. And then, on youtube uh which i just started kind of just you know backlogging everything i've put on instagram just putting it all on youtube you know for now <clears throat> um but yeah on on youtube um it's at share it with your friends so that's awesome. cheesy little line there for you, but yeah check it out um hope hope everyone enjoys it
0: <laughs> well we will definitely be continuing to follow along uh, whenever you post new uh, breakdowns and, and stuff like that. We've thoroughly enjoyed it, uh, which is why you're on the podcast, obviously, because yeah. we, we need, we, we wanted someone else to talk Star Wars music with. So thank you so much for coming on. We really do appreciate you you being here.
2: Oh man, it's, it's an absolute honor. Like, seriously, thank you guys, because exactly what you just said. Like, that's why I started these breakdowns in the first place. I just would love to talk about music, and, you know, specifically Star Wars music with as many people as possible. So, yeah, th- thank you for having me. Absolutely, we'll, we'll do it again.
1: Yeah, it's, it has definitely been our pleasure, and uh, we uh, with Phantom Menace, you're assumed to be kicking in. We're definitely going to get you back, Ashton, in the near future to
0: talk Please. about the Phantom Menace soundtrack. Please, yes, yeah. yes, <laughs> yes.
1: I mean, we have to do that soon. Absolutely, one hundred
0: percent. That's that's already <laughs> written down in the episode ideas log. So. <laughs>
2: you just let me know i will be here
1: awesome thank you awesome.
0: so uh but carl uh if people want to weigh in on any of the the stuff that we got to talk about or you want to share their favorite tracks from yeah. the ahsoka soundtrack uh where can people reach us
1: yeah i mean our mainstay these days is over on instagram at the wampas lair uh you can always follow us on twitter at wampas lair or shoot us
0: an email at wampaslairpodcast at gmail.com Yes, and uh, any final thoughts before we close out this episode? Uh, thank
1: you, thank you, Ashton, for being here. This was a blast.
0: Thank you, thank
2: you for having me. It seriously was a blast, and yeah, we're talking.